Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Everybody, put on your sunscreen and please remain indoors because this is a We Hate Movies sideshow, a quarantine sideshow that's not allowed to leave the house wherein we talk about 90s dramas. Uh, Beverly Hills 90210 on Mondays. And guess what? On Thursdays, which is today, we're talking about Melrose Place. This is Melrose 210. I am joined by the whole We Hate Movies gang, Eric Siska. I'm a prisoner in my own home. <laughs> Chris Cavan. Same. <laughs> and Andrew Jupin. Yo! That's his catchphrase. Everyone's loving it. There's going to be yo t-shirts in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> when everything opens up again, there's going to be yo t-shirts. Like, what's that yo? It's like, uh, that's the that's Andrew's thing. My fucking thing. <laughs> no, it's not from fucking Alf. <laughs> it's my thing. Uh, we are talking about Second Chances, the sixth episode of Melrose Place. Uh, that originally aired in August of 1992, August the 12th, 1992. This show started in July and ended in May. I mean, a, almost a full fucking year. You got, you got like 35 episodes in this first <laughs> season, man. It's fucking crazy. It's like the original fucking Star Trek. What are we talking about here? It's 1992. Yeah, it's really wild. Also, is it second chances or second chance? Second chances I'm looking at. We got double double the chances, guys. Double the fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. This week, yeah. Well, yeah, because both of our lead story, both of our stories are about second chances, you guys. I don't know if you noticed mm. that. It's a little bit of writing Remember, trick. Remember uh, double mint gum? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sure. And they would have, like, twins. And people yes. were like, oh, my Lord, what would I do to those twins? <laughs> Yeah, yeah I love, what, the one with the Menendez brothers was great. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Steve, I will say you're knocking on this title, but I was perusing the Hulu interface just for a little S and G after I finished this episode. That's my D. What? No S and G, dude. What's Shits that? and giggles. Oh, of course. I don't want none of you losers S in my D. There's a fucking quarantine. <laughs> Only, winners. Only winners S that D. <laughs> uh, no, but there's fucking titles that's like a trip to the sperm bank. And, <laughs> and that's a lot of sperm. What? Well, who's talking? Who's dude, going to a sperm I, those, bank? It's, it's not verbatim, but if you look in the, like, especially the last few seasons of Melrose Place, Got it. there are multiple titles that have the word <laughs> sperm in it for one reason or another. So second chances? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Uh, and I lost my sperm. <laughs> the 10th episode here said just jacking off. That's the title. That's the actual title. It's uh, the Tonight on Melrose Place, the season premiere, Cub Splash. Ooh. <laughs> you, better, you better get ready for the Cub Splash. Look out this fall for Aaron Spelling's hottest new 90210 spinoff. That's right. It's a spinoff of a spinoff of a spinoff, and it's just called Aaron Spelling's Bukaki. Oh, Lord. See, the semen from that episode got its own show. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you saw that backdoor pilot a mile away. <laughs> Now, get ready for Darren Starr's Do You Swallow, a new series on Fox. <laughs> Why must it go there, everybody? Uh, so Season we're talking about... is dripping with tension. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's awesome. <laughs> It just it's a it's the whole show is a uh-huh. bunch of cum sprayed on a wall that doesn't move and there's no audio. <laughs> it's like an hour. <laughs> there's commercial breaks. Occasionally it drips down a little bit. Oh, it's like those like uh Netflix has them their fireplaces during the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> the cum log, dude. <laughs> Oh, you, you know, we put on the cum log, it's just oddly relaxing, you know, <laughs> the, you know, there's no narrative to keep track of, no characters, it's just a bunch of cum it's, on a wall. It's, it's, start, it's starting to dry there, mother, look at that. 
It's just snowing outside. Let's get ourselves some hot cider and watch the cum drip down the wall. <laughs> Hashtag quarantine madness. <laughs> I would uh, fucking watch it. Uh, you would. You know, I, you know, I would binge it, honestly. Of I think course. I would binge it. What are you guys binging? Or oh, binging the cum sliding down the wall, the cum log? <laughs> you binge it so hard you had to get your stomach pumped. <laughs> Good gravy. So second chances. Uh, there's only two stories this this week. We uh, it's a Rhonda and a Jake and Allison story, which is kind of fun. I think this is a, an okay episode in terms of like kind of. I have prob- I have a ton of problems with it, obviously, because it's a Melrose place. But it's, it it actually like feels like a TV show that I might watch. Yeah, I think so. It's a pretty like cohesive story. It's nice to see uh, Rhonda get her own episode, which is cool. Um. Yeah. It it feels like the interesting thing is it feels like a regular regular episode. Yes. Of like nighttime dramatic television. Stakes aren't too high. Stakes aren't terribly low. It's just like right in the middle. So we start with a poker game. Like we're watching TNG here. Totally. Riker's gonna come in and throw some silver (laughs) chips in the middle. Oh man! Can you imagine that fucking tall tall glass of water walking in here, fucking Uh, swinging a leg over a chair? He'd fuck all these these people. <laughs> he would. Yeah, the only way you could get him into this series is if he was like the the the, the master of an orgy, <laughs> like involving everybody in Melrose Place, and he's like the grand poomba. No, it's it, it's a new guy that moves upstairs and is always having orgies, and like the, they hear the noises, they're a little uncomfortable. Some people get curious. Some people get like uh, sucked into the orgies. Other people are too afraid. Characters go in, they never come back out. <laughs> exactly, it's like a horror movie. <laughs> Will are you really going back in time again? to have sex with people? Well, what can I say? I liked feathered hair and and high-waisted jeans. And you know what babes in the early 90s in L.A. loved? Dudes who played the trombone. <laughs> Picard, you don't understand. I have to go back. Malachi Throne has come back. <laughs> oh, my God. He might destroy all of space-time, that Malachi throne. <laughs> so we're just playing poker. Um, and, like, Billy, right off the bat, is insufferable. Allison's, uh, it's between, you know, everybody's folding. It comes down to Allison and Jake. Allison, uh, I love how Aranda, to set up her storyline as well, is like, uh, you know what? I'm going to gamble these shitty fucking community theater tickets. And everyone's like, you can't. There's no cash value for that. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because one, they're comp tickets. They probably say comp right on them. Zero dollars. Mm. But also, like, just throw them out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, I got some fucking, I got used bubble gum. Anybody want to gamble that? Because the whole thing is, like, she doesn't want to attend this thing because a friend of hers is in the dance company. And then it's like, then just fucking skip it. Throw mm-hmm. it away. Don't. But- Pass the trash oh. and make your friends go see a garbage thing you don't want to see. Er, er, come on, Andrew, you are hiding the big reveal here. I understand it, but there's plenty of reason why she doesn't want to go. It's hard for her, okay? It's a tough situation. <laughs> it is a tough situation. Chris is right. Emotionally, mm, it's very difficult. Yeah. So, um, Allison's got a good hand, or is at least uh, posing as if she is, and she puts all her chips in. Billy's like, oh, that means Allison's got like at least four eighths. Trust me, guys. You want to fold. And she's fucking furious because she's got, like, laundry money riding on this for the week. And she's like, will you shut the fuck up? No, I'm just saying, whenever Allison puts it in all the chips, she's got to at least have a royal flush or something. Allison yeah. is so good at gambling. She could probably win a Sabak game against Han Solo with the Millennial Falcon on the line. Well, Allison knows when to hold them, knows when to hold them, knows when to walk away and went to all the line. Yup, oh, he's splitting on 11. That's what you do on Blackjack. Uh Uh-oh, I just got killed in Atlantic City. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops, I was just, you know, just at Atlantic City, just narrating the table, as always. And somebody slit my throat in the bathroom. Uh Uh-oh, murder by the mafia again. (laughs) I'm a writer. (laughs) So, uh, Allison, it goes down to Allison and Jake. Uh, Jake finally folds because Billy will not shut the fuck up. (laughs) <laughs> and um, when she does, when he uh, when he does, he shows what he had. We, he didn't have much. And then Allison shows that she was bluffing. But in the middle of this, for some reason, she lets it loose that she was the cram queen in uh, in college, which has a very different nickname than, than I. Uh, than, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's not 
Allison, I'm, I mean, we get it, but <laughs> it's not the nickname you I, should be proud of. I, for one, loved uh, uh, Cram Queen 9 from Brazzers. <laughs> so she was getting crammed, huh? <laughs> no, she was cramming for a big oh. test, Eric. Oh, she was the one doing the cramming. Yes, exactly. It's the other way. Uh, um, uh, pegging video. No, yes. um... <laughs> No, so she, she, you know, she just lets it slip. And again, Billy's just like, oh, great. Here comes Allison talking about college again. Jesus Christ. Does anyone want to hear about how I'm a writer or what? <laughs> I don't even have a fucking storyline. I got to just comment on what Allison is doing. Does anyone want to see my cab? <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I'm waiting for that cab to come back. I know. We just saw it in the last episode. Yeah, for it like five st- seconds. <laughs> it should talk like uh, the cab and Roger. <laughs> come on. Billy, let's get out of here. Oh, my God. Slit my tires and put me in a fucking compactor. This guy's terrible. <laughs> oh, no, the dip. <laughs> Come on, Billy. We got to go past that Amy Mann concert and pick up some chicks. It's the 90s. And he talked like <laughs> this. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's kind of that scene. Uh, we find out that... Rhonda does not gamble the tickets away. And then she goes up to Matt and Matt's in the pool. You know, Matt's just trying to fucking live his Matt life. <sighs> and she's just like, hey, Matt, you want to come to this thing with me tonight? It's a it's a dance studio thing. He's like, that sounds fucking terrible, Rhonda. I hope you have a great night. And she's like, come <laughs> on, man. I need you to come. And she's like begging and pleading. And like, she's like, it's going to be a cultural experience. Like, I don't give a shit. And she fucking pulls the I need you there friend card thing. Rhonda really takes advantage of this guy's relationship. Uh, You know, their friendship that they have, man. Yeah, multiple episodes. She's been fucking awful. And he's (laughs) just like, oh, you're using that tone again? Well, all right, I guess I have to go to this dance thing. Oh, wait a second. Was this the same dance thing? The tickets for which you were trying to pawn (laughs) off at poker last night? What is the matter with you? Guess I'll cancel the only date I'm ever gonna have. Okay, <laughs> you know you can just not go. Yeah, well, I pro- know you have the tickets. You don't have if you have the tickets doesn't mean you have to go. Yeah, you when a friend invites you to something that you don't want to go to, you say, "Hey, man, cool, I'm busy," and then that's the end of it. And I gotta s- take a shit. And then, and then eventually they Perfect. stop. Even better, <laughs> they stop inviting you all together. <laughs> Pro tip, once you turn things down, people stop inviting you. And then you're isolated, and nobody ever talks to you ever, and you're good to go. (laughs) Exactly. And the sad part is, there's no way back from that. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Matt, again, fucking Saint Matt has to go to this thing. Um, As always, he's the good guy. So they go to this dance thing, and he's just, he is fucking loving it. He's like, I didn't know dance could be this fun. And I'm like, really? I mean, he's loving it. And the thing about it is, though, that's great that you went to this thing, Matt, and you weren't really a hype to go. And then you realized you were enjoying it. That's cool. I've been in those situations before. Uh, However, the two of them talking through this entire performance at regular room volume, not even attempting a stage whisper, unacceptable. Also, the way that Rhonda is referring to the character Teresa that we're about to meet. She has to either be like the person who killed your brother or your <laughs> secret mother. Like this makes no sense the build up she gives this character. Like even when I know what happened, it still doesn't like it's like you're talking about the Joker or Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> like you're like well, th- that's what this is, man. It's the Joker of dance. <laughs> She is the her dark reflection, Chris. You know what yeah, I mean? I guess. They're rivals. <laughs> now, uh, Chris, you never had a rival, have you? Uh, I've had rivals, Eric. What really? Are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. All right, go on. What? This is a rival cast. <laughs> Story Excuse time. Me. No, I I had some uh, kids that wanted to beat me up in uh, high school. That's well, those aren't it. rivals, dude. Those are bullies. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we were both the fat kids, so it was a rival for uh, who was the alpha fat kid. Got oh, it. Fuck. Oh, so he didn't. He, he was beating you up, but he really wanted to be you. That yes, that, that's that's it. alpha fats. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm Alpha Fat. <laughs> so, uh, I, 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 I'm Alpha Fat. No, um, so, uh, you know, she, she, it's like a funky dance, like a CNC Music Factory esque dance scene. It's pretty hilarious. I'm sure there is some good music here, but it's not on this. It's just like 
Ba-da, 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 boom, bam, yeah, boom, bam, boom, it's, bam. It's, you know, it is fucking super 90s, dude. The DNA of the 1990s is splashed all over the show. What if we started a band that we, um, for all these shows that don't have music rights to stuff that they aired, if we just started making, like, temporary music, you know, that, what I just did was pretty good, right? Yeah, now. but I guess that was my question, though, dude. Are we playing instruments or is it just us going ba da ba da ba da ba da ba ba I think it's the second one. Yeah, uh-huh. I think we're pretty good at it. We could you... call our band Cram Queen. Yeah. <laughs> we'll ride off of Freddie Mercury's co- co- uh, coattails a little bit there. I like that. I like that. Andrew, what you do is you do the ba da ba 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 thing, and then I just keep on saying, dance, 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 sweat, dance, 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 sweat. <laughs> let's see it. Let's let's put it together. Okay. Uh, and I'll, Andrew, I'll cough uh, in the background. Can you tell that we've gotten insane yet? I was just thinking it was the best like 15 seconds of my life. I mean, it's at least the highlight of the day. It's a Monday. We haven't been out in weeks, and this is what we're doing. So. Uh, yeah, Rhonda goes back. Uh, actually, Matt is like, oh, my God, my life has been changed by this funky dancing. I need to meet Teresa. And she's like, yeah, she's like not as good as me, but I guess she's pretty OK. Right. And it's like, yeah. OK, she's pretty great. And like, you know, can I meet her? And so he goes back backstage. Rhonda doesn't want to go. Um, and immediately- we've got a great extra alert here. Sorry to cut in. Is it the stage manager? Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Because, yeah, man. Holy shit, what monster truck rally did this guy come from? <laughs> well, that's the thing, dude. When you work in, and we've seen this because we've traveled a little bit and performed, these guys all look the same. Yep. They all, they've all been doing it for 25 years. And they're it's all like, great. Uh, they're all, they're all great. appreciate their work. But it's all just like, ah, what's tonight? It's a industrial <laughs> dance. Tomorrow's a podcast. And Thursday yep. is just but here's the a thing. donkey show. <laughs> Get those XLR cables for the donkey show. Ah, oh, Jesus. You know, we were supposed to do that audio cue run through for the donkey show. <laughs> Shit, I don't know what I'm supposed to hit the lights. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, about those dudes, like those folk, you know, cousins of Carney's. For sure. Way, tech folk, great people. Yeah, it's um, like an upper cast of the Carney. I want those as opposed to some like snot nosed kid who's like, yep. What are you doing? Yeah, okay. You got mm. like a playlist or something. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? When shit goes wrong, it was the kid. Yep. yep. The lifers are just like, all right, I don't, I don't care. You, you're just gonna go on stage and things are gonna happen. I will make sure the lights work and I record it properly. I'll tell you what, dude. I wish we had one of those slime balls with us when we did that <laughs> National Treasure show. Just saying, snotty yep. kid that fucked that up. Yeah, you know what? Uh, they always say that you know pageant mothers are the worst to deal with. You have to deal with them all the time. <laughs> nothing compared to a donkey handler. Nothing, <laughs> nothing. The guy is all over you all night. Yeah, uh, Monday industrial dance, Tuesday the podcast, Wednesday we're doing the donkey show, Thursday through Sunday cleaning from the donkey show, <laughs> then yeah, Monday yeah. get the flies off of him. I got it. <laughs> and then Monday Dennis Quaid and his coke problem are gonna be here. <laughs> After we clean up that fucking bloodbath, <laughs> then the next night we got another podcast, but they're doing a podcast. Over a donkey show. It's a donkey show <laughs> slash podcast. Wow, maybe we should do that. Yeah, we should. Uh, so uh, this. Hey, week- you guys want to hear us talk about this directed DVD Nicolas Cage movie while this woman sucks off a donkey? <laughs> what do you mean? Whoa! What the fuck do you think a donkey show is? I didn't know it was that. <laughs> I it was like so a petting Eric, zoo. Eric thought a donkey show was just people coming on stage and petting a donkey. <laughs> Oh, oh, you innocent fucking rube. Now that I know it's filthy, well, Chris could give us a hand or Uh a Mr. Hands on this scenario, right? Because you've seen that guy get fucked and you know how it works. (laughs) I I don't know how all this is connecting, but sure. All right, guys, five minutes, five minutes for the donkey. Come on. You're all warmed up. Warm when you roam up your vocal cords for your podcast. (laughs) So uh, this guy has no lines, you'll be happy to know, Uh Uh, but he introduces them (laughs) to uh, Teresa, who's played by Gina Rivera, famously in Showgirls as um, Elizabeth Berkeley's best pal there. A very thankless role in that film, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
she spends the that. entire movie pining over a rock star that winds up raping her, and that's just yeah, it's not great. What's well, that yeah. movie? <laughs> It's a fun one, I guess. No, not that part, but like the movie's enjoyable. Oh, no. The, yeah, the movie is very Def- enjoyable. Definitely my least favorite Ron Howard movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's Paul Verhoeven, of course. Yes, of course. You, you always get them mixed up. So uh, she's actually very happy to see Rhonda. She kind of assumed that Rhonda wasn't going to show up. Um, and like they have this sort of like, it's kind of contemptuous, but it's mostly on Rhonda's side, I feel. This uh, I disagree. This, Ooh, is, this is 50 fucking 50, dude. Yeah, well, it, it eventually becomes 50-50, but at least in the beginning, it's a lot of Rhonda just sniping at this woman. Well, yeah, I'm with no, Steve because, on this. Because Rhonda knows to fucking come out swinging. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're and right. You, no, and let's relax here, because when you get Teresa's motivation at the end of the this episode fuck that shit come out swinging ronda she knows this friend better than we do <laughs> i guess that's fair so but but she's being like uh, you know and also like clearly ronda's really uncomfortable and she takes to uh and Teresa takes to matt very quickly and she's like oh hey matt and she's like you know she's he's a good looking dude she's like hey you know you want to come hang out and oh uh, i think he, he says uh what's the line here it's oh that that really uh she's like yeah i'm glad to turn you on and then uh uh, Rhonda immediately pipes in only to a point. Yep. Like, yeah, oh, I, I, that was it's, crazy. It's gay like, guy. Look all, out for the gay guy, Teresa. What if he's bi or what if he, yeah. what if he wants an experience, another experience? Like who cares? Like who cares about someone's sexuality? Don't put him in a cage. Yeah. Rhonda, she, you're not this dude's pimp. I guess because she's afraid that if he fucks her, you know, who knows what Matt gets up to. But if she fucks her, then she, uh, Teresa might steal Matt away. Oh, no. Yeah, which is her fucking ride and the dude that she fucking takes advantage of constantly. Well, that's the thing, dude. If she loses this rock solid friendship with Matt, her neighbor, mm-hmm. uh, then who will she go to when she needs to cancel on somebody at the last <laughs> second? <laughs> so they go out to shooters obviously it's like hey you want to go out to a restaurant it's like sure well we've got one set oh let's go there okay cool yeah, let's do, it. <laughs> do you want to go to the one set we have or allison's apartment okay we'll go to the shooters okay that makes sense you know uh, i'm i'm happy to say that as the show goes on they get other hangouts there's like a jazz club if i remember right ooh. there's another like cocktail lounge i think that comes Our, into play jazz they, club that now now we're just writing in jonathan frakes as as orgy guy right you know we're just happy that the, with the jazz club is swinging he invites everybody out for cocktails and then all of a sudden we're at a key party <laughs> yeah that and that jazz club would be called swingers <laughs> yeah, oh, shooters sure. swingers mm-hmm. drinkers but i'm bringing drinkers. this up stinkers stinkers, <laughs> has, stinkers has the donkey show uh-huh. hey dude we go to drinkers tonight or what <laughs> <laughs> do you have any non-alcoholic beer at drinkers <laughs> the fuck you think <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's a, it's a shirt that says drinkers and it says the fuck you think. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. And also, I'm way into it. I'm just I'm I'm bringing up those other locations only to highlight though that we we get our start at Shooters is the OG Melrose Place hangout. And boy, we spend a lot of time at Shooters in this episode. It's starting to feel like a cheers to me, man. It's just it a place where I can call home, and boy, do I miss bars. I miss I'm, bars. I'm pining after a 30-year-old television show's <laughs> bar. Uh, which, it looks like a, re- I don't think it's a real set. It looks like a bar. Like, you know, it might be it might be an actual restaurant. It doesn't feel like a set to me, at least. I don't know. I think we could have just had good production design on Melrose yeah. Place. Well, also there was possible. A, at least, like, a lot more of it towards the end when, when Jake has his little party. Oh, oh, man, the most humiliating moment in his life. Yeah, yeah. See like the different layers of shooters. It looks like right. a TGI Fridays or Applebee's. <laughs> oh, or it's definitely a, a, a cabins mentioned this on a previous Melro, but like it's definitely a restaurant that has a bar at it. Yeah, yes. it's uh, Darren's Darren Star uh, failed restaurant <laughs> that he had tried to open around the same time as Melrose, and it tanked. <laughs> we could just film at my empty restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's coming. Might as well use it. Have you heard of Darren's? <laughs> like, imagine if I came up like, you hear of Eric's? Like, we should go there. The hottest <laughs> club in L.A. is Darren's. It has everything. Uh, a saintly gay guy that never has sex. Uh, and a, 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 a weird drifter. And uh, uh, yeah, something, something. the There's town's a spiciest blooming onion. <laughs> there you yeah. go. A donkey uh, show after 12. 
So, I mean, did they just kind of get to talking? Uh, Matt is really impressed with Teresa and her, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, wild ways. And Teresa brings up, like, so, Rhonda, are you going to go to the audition or not? I got you this slot in the audition. And Matt's like, ooh, an audition. And that she leaves it. Rhonda says, no, I decided I can't do it, blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, and this is where Matt, he's a really nice guy, but he's so fucking overbearing. Like, because he's just like, what do you mean you can't go to the audition? What? What is going on? The audition. You got to go to the audition. And she's like, no, Matt, I'm fucking busy. Clearly. So then yeah, she even does the like, oh, no, I can't. We have. Oh, that's right. Uh, well, it, oh, actually, no, she pulls this a couple of times, but it's actually on the first invite to go do something when they're back in the dressing room is what I'm thinking of. And she's like, oh, no, Matt's got a thing to do. And he's like, no, I don't. <laughs> Come on, Matt. And it's like, dude, you have to pick up on those cues, man. You fucking cannot leave a person hanging oh, out there. Oh, sorry. I was dragged here by my fucking wrists by this woman. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, you're going to be my fucking excuse, too. Excuse me. It's also possible that St. Matt cannot tell a lie. It's entirely <laughs> possible. <laughs> Maybe he just knows that if he says yes, there's a fucking trip to Shooters. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be it. He just wants to go to Shooters. Rhonda's going to pick up his fucking tab for the Bloomin' Onion he wants. Uh, so, uh, blah, 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 addition. Uh, on their way back to Melrose Place, um, Matt is hounding and hectoring Rhonda about this audition. She's like, you know, I, I just don't want to do it. And he's like, what's so great about your life? And she's like, um, <laughs> it's pretty okay. And he's like, no, nah, it's a kind of shit, right? Like, he, wanna- dr- he drops like an all-time scumbag line, and you can tell why, but it's what have you got to lose? Yeah, that's the, what. Have, hey, everybody, yep. what have you got to lose? It is something scumbags say. Yep, <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, so uh, that's kind of their thing. The next kind of we'll just go through. This is the ace. This is totally the A story, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it kind of picks up again. I think uh, Teresa goes. Uh, Rhonda actually f- decides to do the audition, and she has Teresa come over to the workout studio to like work on some moves and show her her stuff. And the thing is, I don't know if this is good dancing or not, especially like by 1993 standards. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I can't. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Art is subjective. So <laughs> it's true. I mean, they are moving fast and in tune, which I appreciate. <laughs> In right. tune. <laughs> well, the thing is, the you don't. We don't know. We have no idea what they're actually dancing to, right? That's also a really good point. If it looks anything like a fly girl, like that's <laughs> yeah. what you about what you want. I would say. So she looks in that range. Oh, like the uh, the I didn't do it dancers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, so she, da, da, da. <laughs> I didn't do it. Uh, so she's like. She's dancing for uh, Teresa, and Teresa's like, oh, you got to clean up your lines. That's something that the dancers say to one another, I assume. Uh, Teresa is lines? a Lines? <laughs> yeah, she so says lines. Like, oh, like, does she? Yeah. Because well, like you also said that they were in tune, which is not something to do with dance. <laughs> oh, that in beat. I apologize. Well, line in dancing. time, I think, is what you're yeah. saying, maybe? I think like in a, time? I think in, like, no, no, I'm sorry, clean up your line, like the, the line of your arm to make it, like, smoother kind of a thing. Mm. That's a little dance something that I know. Maybe, but tune is definitely not. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, uh, well, this Teresa is a terror because she even goes on to be like body shaming Rhonda a little bit. Or oh, definitely. Like, oh, the pasta situation. Oh, yeah, like, like Rhonda wants to go get some pasta, and she's like, "You gotta get pasta. You got to You gotta be a dancer." You know what's a crazy thing? And I mean, I guess people use this to refer to these restaurants this way, but like. She definitely says to Teresa, she's like, oh, yeah, you want to come with me to this new pasta restaurant? And I was like, what? <laughs> like, Italian, do you mean an Italian restaurant? Or I don't like, know, though. I, I saw uh, in the background when Teresa and uh, Rhonda have their blow up on the strip uh, when they're talking to each other. In the background, there is something called a chicken eatery, which I was just totally <laughs> shocked. It just says chicken eatery. Yeah, so wait, so is the confusion there like... Is this a place for chickens to get something to eat, or can you only order chicken at this eatery? Some guy comes in with three chickens and bow ties. He's like, oh, we'd like a table for four. Called it a chicken eatery, so you know you eat them here, okay? You don't fuck them. Go down the street for that. Uh, yeah, my friends will have some feed. I am going to have uh, Dude, some it's just gonzo. <laughs> Oh, that's where he goes to pick up his babes. Oh, definitely. Yeah, totally. Oh, I'm going to go to the chicken eatery and fuck a chicken. I just I'll realized. be eating something at the chicken eatery, <laughs> but it's not the actual chicken meat. 
I will have a bowl of feed and my date will have a plate of feed. <laughs> that Muppets reboot was just Melrose Place, right? They were always just yeah. fucking and sucking on that show. It's true. I wish that ABC and those rotten fucks at Disney gave that show more of a chance because it only got one season and I think it was even a cutoff first season. And like, I actually think it was pretty funny. It was a little more geared to- towards adult humor, which I appreciated. Yeah. Well, and they fucking Kermit totally like- killed it. Kermit was like dropping his tadpole in real women or something, right? Fuck. <laughs> he did go. He did go on dates with women. Yes. Yeah, that's weird. That's some Family Guy horseshit that I can't handle. But you know, I mean, he wasn't fucking laying tadpole. <laughs> so anyway, behind the scenes, dude. They, uh, yeah. So she goes, uh, like you know, Rhonda is is very combative with Teresa, and they they are combative at this point. Where like Teresa's kind of like ragging on her dance, and Rhonda's like, and she keeps saying, which is a really shitty thing to say, that the only reason that she and to this woman's face, the only reason she got in this really cool dance company is because she broke her foot and Rhonda couldn't audition. She and- does keep, and while I am, you know, I'm a little more defensive of Rhonda in this episode than I think some people are, Chris Cabin. Hi. Uh, <laughs> fucking evil man. Hi, I will say that it's obnoxious that she keeps referring to it as like that Teresa got her slot. Rhonda has been holding this grudge about her twisting her ankle before uh, uh, an audition. Like she had come into her room and tied her to the bed the night before and like poured water all over her or something. She fucking did it herself. Wow. Exactly. And yeah. poured water all over her. Yes. <laughs> Just because she couldn't go to back to sleep, I'm saying. <laughs> That's a so that, that sucks, I mean, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they go out they go out to this pasta restaurant and yes, uh Rhonda uh, uh Teresa does body shame. She's like, Oh yeah, you can't eat all this fucking pasta if you want to be a great dancer. Uh and you know, they they kind of blow up at each other about, you know, about the the, the previous rehearsal and why uh Teresa even got the slot because it was her slot and blah blah blah. And Rhonda just is fucking furious and just storms off basically. Says that she basically she's like, You 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 don't think I could make it kind of a thing. And like she's really using fueled by Teresa's doubt, I assume. Uh I will say I appreciated the on the street filming right here. Yeah, it's nice. Uh I do dig whenever we're actually out on the streets in LA. Uh yeah, this on whole this episode, show. like even the shooter scene towards the end, you get really more of the atmosphere of these places in a non-stilted way. <clears throat> totally, yeah. And um eventually she's like really practicing hard. Uh she Matt goes to her class and Oh he, man, her yelling at Matt was a big laugh for me. <laughs> Cause he's just not keeping up. She's like, Come on, Matt, let's do this. And he's like, I'm doing my best. She's like, she says something like, Matt, what are you even doing? <laughs> <laughs> and there he is in his fucking shitty Reebok sneakers, trying his best. Uh and then after class, he's like, Oh wow, you really, you know, pushing it hard. She's like, Yeah, you know, I'm trying to get ready for this audition. And, th- and then, of course, Matt, because just to do something, it's just like, well, I don't know. I think you're trying a little too hard for that audition. I'm like, dude, you were the one that pushed me into it, you <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> hey, Matt, can I ask you something, man? Is it a fucking slow week at the halfway house? Because you are ruining my life more than usual. <laughs> all, all the kids died, so he's got some time before the new ones show up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, Rhonda. It, it got bulldozed. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, uh, oh, you want you don't want to do, do the audition? What are you fucking coward? Oh, you're trying the audition? You fucking what are you? You're trying way too hard, you maniac. <laughs> uh, but so Pick she aside. She fucking tells him this whole thing about how like her parents were always pushing her and her brother and sister, and she was the only one who didn't go to an Ivy League school. You know, she was going to be this dancer and blah, blah, blah. And yes, as Chris Cabin has already pointed out, she faked the foot injury because she was terrified about what would happen if she failed the audition. Yeah. And she basically said, you know, which is really galling to walk around and put all a put all this shit on Teresa and B again, say that she definitely would have got that. She definitely would have got in, and Teresa wouldn't have got in because Rhonda was so always better at her than dance, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, not a good look, that's, Rhonda. That's right, Teresa. You'd be doing cardio funk, okay? <laughs> that's where well, you'd be. Dude, we are using the word funk no less than three times in this episode. I actually couldn't believe it. It's a funky- she's like, she's like, like, Teresa says something like, so what do you teach? Like, some sort of, like, hip-hop dance something? And she's like, funk! <laughs> Down at the cardio funkery. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so the last kind of bit here is she doesn't want to audition now. And Matt, again, is just like, or she does want to audition. And, you know, Matt, Matt, Matt goes with her. She goes to this audition and I guess knocks it out of the park. Question mark dance. Um, well, the, the company director himself says very nice. Uh, <laughs> and she gets out of the audition and Matt's like, wow, you did a great job. Teresa shows up and she's like, you know. I actually, the only reason I invited you to this audition was to watch you fail. But wow, did you prove me wrong with that incredible funky dancing. And <laughs> you are the absolute greatest, Rhonda. I mean, I, I've been holding it back, but fuck, you are amazing. You are the best. Oh, my fucking God, you're so good. And she's like, you know, you definitely got a call back. And she's like, you know what? I don't even want it. I'm happy with my life as it is. And I'm like, why? Wait, why? <laughs> because she's learning that life takes alternate avenues, Stephen. Uh -huh. I guess she's so. not hung up on this whole thing about touring around, being a dancer and whatnot. She realizes she enjoys her life where it is, the people it's, that are in her life. It's too bad we're not doing this on video because you can't see me making the jerk off motion with my hands. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's the early 90s. I can hear it, Chris. In the whole slacker culture, you know, like it's like cool not to do things. <laughs> well, I guess I'll just say that it's really cool. All of you dudes had every dream for yourselves come true. And <laughs> you never had to worry about failure ever in your life. Uh, well, never no, made, what? I never made a miscalculation ever. If it wasn't it's, for my damn rival. I would have made <laughs> it. It's, it's one thing. And you're right, Andrew. Life does take different different forms and you're not a loser if you don't live your whole dream and decide to go for an alternate path. But when the opportunity arises to fulfill that dream and you decide not to do it, you should have a reason. And I, I kind of feel like I want to know the finances of this. Like how much is she getting paid at cardio funk is my question. Well, here's the thing. Because if, if, if the whole thing is she just wants to have fucking poker night with the guys, she's fucking crazy. But here's the, here's the thing. First of all, this company ain't, you know, yes. playing Lincoln Center. She's not part of Alvin Ailey or something like that. You know, it's a fucking dance company out of San Jose that's playing what clearly is some sort of community theater slash maybe a primary school auditorium. <laughs> got it. Okay. You got to live all over the country. You're like a fucking circus person. And I think she's just saying like, yeah, I got a fucking steady salary here. The other thing is she's like, hey, these companies lose their funding all the time. And yeah. this lady's like, yeah, well, I'm riding the dream. And Rhonda, she's like, after you're 21, you already have a foot out the fucking door anyway, so what would I even be doing? Mm. I think it's a completely logical decision, what she does Too here. old, too old to begin the training. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of her thing, you know, like, she ends off being like, you know what, I learned my lesson, and blah, 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 it's, it's a, I, I, I defeated my rival in dance, and I am now <laughs> able to continue my life. That's why I kind of don't care about her at the end of all that. Whatever sh positive she might have gotten out of it, like, you created this nemesis for yourself. Whatever she does here, I don't care, because you forced her into that position. They created each other, Chris. <laughs> No, Rhonda created all of it. No, stop it. I agree with Chris Cabin. Rhonda did create all of it. But you could then trace that back, though. It's her fucking parents' fault, dude. So where does it end? Uh-huh. Well, cause she says something like, I don't think my dad will ever forgive me for not doing that audition. And it's like, yikes, man. Yeah, dude, seriously, those are some controlling-ass parents. Uh, so that's her storyline. Jake, by the way, after poker night, comes to Allison's. <laughs> we're, we're going all the way back to the Jake story. Yes. Jake goes up to Allison and is like, hey, Allison, uh, I need you to come to my apartment tonight, uh, like 8 o'clock. And she's like, "What? what's going on? So he's like, I'll tell you when you get there. Dude, I think he straight up <laughs> uses the word proposition to her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is fuck. You you know it's going to end in fucking. You don't know where it's going to start, or, but this is ending in fucking. So, I mean, Allison's got to do the math here. It's like, oh, wait a second. No more than 10 minutes ago, I told all my friends here at the place uh, that I used to be called the cram queen. <laughs> now, now the horniest dude in the complex uh -huh. says that he has a proposition for me in his apartment and I should drop by later tonight. Yeah, I'm here for the got cram. It. I'm here for the cramming. <laughs> The cramming. Uh, I was just wondering if the <clears throat> if the cram queen were uh, available this evening. <clears throat> uh, um. Is uh, I'm just wondering <clears throat> if uh, the uh, <clears throat> cram queen was uh, <clears throat> still uh, wearing the crown. 
So, uh, Allison, uh, yeah, this is Jake, you know, sexy voice here. Uh, hi. Um, so we were at Shooters the other week, and uh, Robert Redford saw us together and thought we were married. And he came up to me, and he told me that he would give me one mil- Listen to me now. One million dollars to fuck you. And I said, yeah, you're going to do it, right? <laughs> Is uh is indecent proposal worth a damn? I've never seen it. It's an episode. I, it's a ridiculous movie. Is that right? Yeah, it's insane. I've, it goes and it goes in a lot of weird places. Like it's, it's one of those donkey? things that sh- and no, it just it, it's a movie that should be twenty five <laughs> minutes long. Like it should be like yeah. an Alfred Hitchcock presents kind of thing. Oh but, yeah, but sure. to stretch it over to a feature length, it has to like fill it up with insanity. Gotcha. Ooh, I'm excited now. Yeah, I've never seen it. All right, uh, coming. Uh, maybe, maybe this fall we'll yeah, see how it goes. Ooh. Do it. Hey, um, if we're all not mentally insane by then. <laughs> I think we will be. Uh, so she shows up at his place. Um, she brings a gun, like you should. Um. <laughs> by, the way, by the way, Jake should be asking all the kids from 90210 for the high school performance yes! test cram. I don't know, man. Have you fucking met those cretins? <laughs> <laughs> but how fun would it be with uh, Jenny Garth and everyone crammed into Jake's place, all trying to learn? Maybe yeah, he's dude. like, hey, I heard uh, you got a smart friend there, Andrea Zuckerman. Why don't you bring <laughs> her yeah, by? Exactly. Okay, here's what it is. It's Jake doing a Billy Madison in Beverly Hills 902. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> that I'd watch. <laughs> uh, Borophil. Uh, so she shows up. <laughs> no, I and, will not make out with you. I'm and it Jake. T- and it's, it's classic Allison. Jake is telling this whole story about... His, how his life, you know, you know, uh, his, his high school career ended very ignominiously because her, his dad, his, his mother started dating this guy named Hank. The Hank, kind of- <laughs> hi, how you doing, Jakey? <laughs> this dude, Hank, that was younger than his mother, that kind of like won the popularity contest and rushed him out of the house. Like, that's a fucking rough road, Jake. My question is, how much younger than this mother are we talking? Is it a thing like... <laughs> Ten years. Is it, is it a reverse Bill and Ted situation? <laughs> where, like, where uh, Ted's or uh, Bill's mom has married Missy? Who right. they went to high school with? Hey Jake, remember when Hank used to be our... used to be two years older than this? Shut up! <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly. That's what I wanted to know. You don't get an answer here. Remember when uh, Hank gave you a swirly? That was pretty fantastic, <laughs> huh? Shut up, Bill. Um, so, yeah, he's telling this whole story. And Allison's like, uh-huh. And he's like, and I never finished high school. And I know that you're really good at studying. And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he's like, I'd like you to help me uh, pass the GED. And she's like, what? I'm like, look, I figured that out five minutes ago, Allison. He, Seriously, he also, he also goes into like his 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 past of like jobs and life experience, and if the test was on life experience, he'd pass with flying colors because he was like a logger in Alaska or something. Absolutely, dude. Uh, okay, uh, if you are a, a multiple choice question, if you are going to dine and dash. What is the best way to do it? <laughs> a, go to the bathroom. <laughs> B, make scream, hey, look over there. Or C, all of the above. If you are dating a 16-year-old girl and her father calls you, do you say A, she's she's asleep, B, I don't know what you're talking about, or C, threaten him with violence? <laughs> now, this is the kind Man. of math I can get behind. <laughs> who, would cho- who would choose A? <laughs> in, the, in the space provided, draw a diagram of how to suck gasoline out of the tank of another car <laughs> and put into a... <laughs> Yeah, he's lived this like fucking factotum Charles Bukowski life somehow. <laughs> yeah. uh, so whatever. So Allison agrees, but he's like, the one thing we have to keep it a secret from everybody. The test is on Friday. I really need your help all week, but don't tell anybody because I'm kind of embarrassed. Which is, and, and I mean, like, it's totally cool. It's a, it's nice to see people get GEDs on. It, it's, a, it's a thing you don't see often on TV, and there's actually no real stigma behind it well, ex- aside from his own. That's true. They and they also keep explaining what it is because I guess it maybe w- was it a new thing or was it being popularized in that's, some way? No, I think I thought about that with that line too, dude. And I think because he's like, get my GED, the high school equivalency. Right. And I think what that is is just them covering their bases. Like, listen. Idiots watch television. <laughs> right. We also, really got to fucking lay this out as as clearly as possible. Foreign markets too, maybe UK. Oh yeah, thing. totally. Um, did anybody else notice like when he makes the big reveal of like, and that's why I want you to help me pass the GED. 
there's the slightest bit of Allison being bummed that he doesn't want to fuck. Absolutely, because she like she because he's she's like out of breath, like, oh my god, Jake, what do you want? And he's like, I want you to study with me. <laughs> okay, Jake, Jake. So it's two hundred dollars for a cramp. Oh wait, uh, you 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 want me to help you with education? Okay. <laughs> oh, I guess I'll put away my menu or whatever that was. <laughs> So they study all night, and Billy is continuously the worst roommate. Like, the thing this is... This fucking guy. This is why... I mean, like, you can... Like, men and women can be roommates. Absolutely. It happens all the time. But you really have to have a fucking short leash for this kind of behavior if you're if you're the, the woman in this situation. Because she doesn't come home one night, and Billy's like, Oh, my God, Michael and Jane, you, we got to call the police! This is another blissful week of Michael and Jane are basically fucking window dressing, which is fantastic. <laughs> yes, thank but God. But dude, for that. Billy is such a fucking narc, and it's like oh. not even seven o'clock in the morning, and he's like, "Well, I think we should call nine one one." And he's Jane's asking, like, "He's acting like the Ripper is in town." Seriously, <laughs> and like Sandy is just like, "Hey, y'all, maybe she just went and got fucked." You ever think about that? Maybe she just got oh, fucked. Oh, Michael Jane, hurry up. They got out of her handcuffs. <laughs> oh, she slipped away from me in the night. I don't know how anyone undid that rope. Yeah, the, you know, the thing is, I usually watch her go, well, at, at 3 o'clock in the morning, like clockwork, I go into a room and I watch her sleep. But sure <laughs> enough, she never came home last night, so I'm really irritated because I didn't get uh, mine. Well, the toilet cam got lunch lo- loose. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, he's creeping into her bedroom with a fucking disposable camera and a chair. <laughs> That's him breathing in a room. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Allison actually, during this whole kerfuffle, everyone in Melrose, and again, like, it's fucking 7 o'clock in the morning, and everyone at Melrose Place is like, where's Allison? Like, everyone's in the fucking courtyard. I I think Rhonda gets involved, Matt shows up, and then Allison emerges uh, from Jake's place, and everyone's like, (gasps) Dave. Fucked. And Ugh. she's like, I, you know, Billy, and everyone kind of takes it for that. Billy immediately follows her back to his apartment. Like, so what happened with Jake last night? What's this about? Huh? It's it's fucking crazy. You tell me where you were, young lady. Now he pronounces a question mark. <laughs> yeah, what is going on here, huh? And what are you doing in the middle of the road, huh? <laughs> it becomes gossip around Melrose Place, and there's these sex fantasy sequences where people oh. imagine what happened, and one of them is Allison has a v- has a VHS tape of nine and a half weeks, and her VCR is broke. Can we use yours, Jake? Nice this move. Is, it's, it's fucking hilarious, man. This is Billy goes to Shooter's. And he's talking with Sandy, and it's the two of them like daydreaming about oh, right, yes. the encounter. And yeah, so Billy's is that she goes over with with a VHS tape, like Eric said. Ugh. But then the fucking hilarious one is Sandy's like, uh, no, what about? Or I think it's the other way around because then, right, yeah, because then I think Billy's like, oh, what if it was a a spider situation? And Jake says he's terrified of spiders, and they start making out or whatever. And uh, Sandy's like, no, that can't be true, y'all. Jake loves spiders. He keeps them as a pet. <laughs> Again, Jake gets creepier by the second. Listen, Let's just Pete say, Hank, by the way, fucking kick this asshole yeah. kid out of the house raising spiders and <laughs> not going to school. Wow. Watch this. You're keeping a spider in your room. You know who <laughs> does that, don't you? Fucking freaks <laughs> i mean and hank's right because again you've got jake this fucking loner drifter without a last name who does has who, who doesn't have a tv in his house and keeps spiders as pets oh you no like, thank you you like spiders huh jake well here i'm hank i'm a spider too and you're <laughs> caught in my web oh man <laughs> let's just say it's really uh advantageous to the rest of the neighbors at melrose place that Jake doesn't have access to a private basement. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, you got. If I came out and I had to deal with the entire complex, thinking I fucked my neighbor, I'm moving. 
It's time to well, go to Rodea Plaza. Exactly. I agree, dude. Because like, it's like nobody's fucking business. Maybe I did fuck him. Maybe I didn't. Who gives a shit? It's no. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to live a life. That I'm in my twenties. The and that's kind of the weird thing about like the the this episode specifically is it makes fun of the fact that it, it's going to be a nighttime sitcom at some point because like that's what the the, the Allison going to Jake's place with nine and a half weeks is what this show should be. I want all these horny people fucking each other. Yeah, all I the want time. them written yeah. all sorts of dirty videos. That's what I'm here for. Not fucking like life ambitions and fucking GED mm-hmm. tests. It's fine, but where's the fucking problem being, dude? I think we are using hindsight to criticize part of this. Sure. You know, early endeavor. It's just, but you know, it's true. We want it to get to this. I think they didn't know. But it's so necessarily weird. that that's where this was going to go. Like, why pitch this show if it's not that? You know what I mean? Like, the whole point sure. is, like, it, you know, oh, it's you can't have this many sexy times with high school kids. Obviously, that's not OK. <laughs> so we're going to age them up. They're going to be in their 20s. It's a bunch of people fucking starting out and they're all going to be fucking all the time. But the problem is, dude, if they're not talking about jobs and volunteering and other shit, <laughs> then it's just porno. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but if they're not going to work and they're just staying at home fucking all the time, that's pornography that's, i'm just well that's what i'm saying they should have just turned this into a porn i was serious <laughs> exactly you had the cram queen right there it's right it's right there. I'll, here i'll just punch up the script real quick turn <laughs> this into okay so gd that now stands for greater wreck dick <laughs> come on <laughs> at least greater wreck dong uh, oh yeah i got oh, my yeah. ged it's a greater wreck dick <laughs> i'll cram it into you <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I didn't graduate high school, and I do not have an equivalency, but my dick is quite erect. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I know you cardio funk, but you cardio fuck is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, uh, kind of, there's a lot of studying scenes, and like uh, Allison just keeps being like, "Isn't it so weird that the whole the whole apartment building thinks we're fucking?" And Jake's like, "Yeah, that is weird." It's okay. insane. She asks if it bothers him. Yeah. And he's like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I've pretty much fucked everybody, including Matt. So, yeah, no, it's cool. Uh, they have. Yeah, there's this like the, the middle one here. The one I think we're both talking about, Steve, is like the bonding scene yeah. where like she talks about how. You know, she was on like the periphery of cliques in high school and she was like kind of a loser. She thinks, you know, in in her mind, she was so concentrated on getting into a good school. And then she did. And then she didn't party enough in college and she kind of regrets it. This is insufferable. (laughs) Like just yamming on. I'm like, I get it. I got it with the cram queen thing. Honestly, (laughs) I know you have to fit up 45 minutes. Yeah. Well, well, you got to fill up that time slot, my friend. I mean, this show at heart is about regret. It's about finding your way. You Thank know? you. Thank you, Eric. And it's about great erect dicks. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> so um, the final day of studying, they're at some bar drinking coffee. And Jake's like, you know what? I'm done studying. If I know it, I know it. If I don't, I don't. Why don't we go out, uh, just you and me? And they leave without paying, by the way. A, a, a classic Jake move. <laughs> leave, leave without paying. And a couple of things I want to point out about this restaurant that they're at here. One... The dude who's next to them at the bar gives them the filthiest fucking look when they leave, and I can't figure out why. Because <laughs> they but didn't pay. I guess so, yeah. Hey, no. they're not paying. Or at least no tip. And by the way, whatever happened to Jake being a mechanic? Hey, that never comes. I mean, I think that's just sort of implied that he's just a mechanic. When yeah, you're... he might just be gainfully employed now, and there's not really a, a storyline at the auto shop. Well, I, can't, I can't wait for one, you know? <laughs> oh, it's going to ha- I'm sure it comes yeah. up. Like Perf- some girl has car trouble and then he's like unsettling about it. And, like, <laughs> <won't let> her- <laughs> he's like, uh, he's like uh, the mechanic that fucking Brad Garrett played on Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, you don't so- try to get it. You do. <laughs> also, though, important to note when they leave this restaurant, uh, it's clearly like a lunch situation and the sun is up. Just saying for the next mm. scene. Mm-hmm. Next time we're on Jake's bike, it's nighttime. We're Ooh. just, and she's like, Jake, I've never been on a motorcycle before. He's like, this will be your last time on a motorcycle. She's like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, Allison, you might just earn your GED tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but I already graduated high school. Oh. <laughs> 
So he takes her to uh, Mulholland Drive. Um, <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty there's, much. Yeah, there's I don't some know old people that terrify them. Uh, Jake, Jake keeps on uh, pointing out where Black Dahlia was uh, buried. <laughs> See, yeah. So they found the torso here, Allison. And then if you look over there. You see, like, where that shrub is, Allison? That's where they found her legs. This is a very personal space to me, Allison. <laughs> it, turns, it turns out that uh, time-traveling Will Riker killed the black dog. Oh, <laughs> that fucking checks out. He thought it was the hollow deck, and he went fucking nuts. He's <laughs> <laughs> the first attempt to try to be an orgy guy. It failed. All right, listen, this is, this is it, guys. We're going to have to label the holodeck and label the time machine. They look too damn similar. <laughs> they, they look too damn similar, and honestly... Honestly, Data was Julius Caesar. It's fucking crazy what we're doing to the timeline, folks. Label these rooms. <laughs> Julius Caesar didn't exist until Data. <laughs> oh, and all those all those gold coins with Data on them. <laughs> A bronze bust of Data. Uh, it's come to my attention that before Mr. Data went back in time, Julius Caesar was not stabbed in the back 40 times. <laughs> I cannot stress this enough. Will was playing a tr- his damn trumpet on the goddamn transporter, and he came out the other side with the trumpet on his head. <laughs> Ooh, I'd like to see that mishap. So they just go, and they're just like looking out over the city, and she's... It's romantic, but it's sort of like they're trying, you know, that they're about to, and they, they get ca- kissy here, don't they? They do. They kiss. They which is hard, kissy. hard kissing. It's a wet kiss too. And and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like this is what's happening. And then Billy again the next morning is like, what the fuck happened last night, huh? <laughs> Where were you? Oh, come on, Allison. I thought you were. I thought we were gonna go to the beach or. Th- Oh, that's right. He's like, oh, it's a perfectly nice day. Where are we supposed to go to the beach or what? Dyke, I'm go- I've contacted my lawyers and I'm going to sue you for Allison. <laughs> it belongs to me, goddammit. <laughs> and she fucking comes clean and whatnot. She's like, look, man, I was just helping him study for the GED. And he's like, study? Wow, Allison. Talk about an act of imagination. I guess that's why I'm a writer. Well, see you next week, television. I was just fantasizing about you fucking the entire week. <laughs> Nothing no. weird about that, roommate. Talk wow. to you later. What a, what a great writer. <laughs> uh, so she picks up Jake at his GED test, and they have a conversation. A, he's like, I aced it. Thank you so much. Well, that's what he says. Do yeah. we know <laughs> yeah. that he passed for sure? No, but you know what, dude? Uh, he's saying he's got a good feeling about it. Uh, there's no reason for him to lie to this character. Right. Usually when you get a, a giant erect dick, you have a great <laughs> feeling about it. So she's like, hey, you know, last night was kind of really fun and really special to me. But we're just friends, right? And he's like, yeah, we're we're just friends. And it's like, okay, I don't know. Like, I just kind of wish it was a little sexier, but sure. It's kind of an interesting thing, though, for this show, because it's like, yes, there could be rampant fucking between these two people, but they've made the better decision to just be friends who have fucked. It's nice to see a mature decision be made on Melrose Place. I, I agree with once that. Once in a while. Because it's interesting because Jake and Allison are just like, you know, we did that and we're just going to drop it. And that's that. And it's not going to be weird. Meanwhile, Billy, who's got no skin in the game, yeah. is fucking obsessively jealous. There's another Billy line that I totally forgot about. After he says, talk about an active imagination, he's she's like, no, none of that, Billy. We were just over there studying. And he goes, Oh, it's not as hot as what I came up with. Dude, what? Dude, is he writing roommate fan fiction? (laughs) Well, it started with uh, Jake being afraid of a spider. So I've got my roommate flash fiction. (laughs) It's just good writing. (laughs) Oh, I bet you in the bowels of the internet, you could find yourself some Melrose Place slash. Oh, definitely. Someone hit us up on Twitter. Let us know one of the steamiest ones that's of this era. I don't want to get into future spoilers. No, exactly. I want some like fucking bizarre HTML file of a fucking uh, of a AOL chat room. Right. But yes. hopefully it's, but as Eric's pointing out, where we are in the show. I don't want to see shit about Joe nope. or Sydney. Nope. Right. Get the fuck out of here. No, no, no. Just Jake and Matt and a rainy fucking Labor Day. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I, I, I'd watch that. Uh, Absolutely. So, 
So she's like, you want to go to Shooters? Like, yeah, it's the only place we ever go. So they go to Shooters, <laughs> and the whole cast is there, and they're like, oh, Jake's here. And they're like, let's do it. And they all put on mortarboards and fucking graduation caps. It's mortarboard, is that correct? Yes. Uh, uh, and they start you, fucking. I thought that's what you did to a pair of breasts. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that's actually not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm overruled. Listen, this is a no. Funny, I'm just saying. No, I don't think it's not bad. Mortarboard, motorboating. That's fucking <laughs> funny, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I love the thing. Here's the thing. This is yeah. this is like. So think about how humiliating it is, either to have this happen to you, or God forbid, have to watch it unfold in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember restaurants when you could go to restaurants and some asshole told the management that it was someone at their table's birthday and then everybody comes over singing happy birthday right that fucking sucks right yeah i think amplified to the nth degree is people putting on mortar boards with fucking tassels on them and singing like the melody to pump and circumstance it seems at a bar it's insulting. It's insulting. Yeah, it's it absolutely insulting. It's total, like it's a cool. You know, you want to be supportive of your buddy that got just GED, and it's really because. And Sandy has a scene where she's like, "Wow, Jake, I'm so proud of you." And like, it you is. A, yeah, we did skip over that. It's a yeah. nice exchange between Sandy and Jake. I did like that. I mean, um, but you would be calling U-Haul immediately. Like, I'm leaving this place. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, again, I cannot like, deal after with this. this display at Shooters. Absolutely, you gotta go. Gotta go. Can't gives do it. Everyone, the finger and leaves. Yeah. Everybody shows up to Shooters. And they buy Jake around and like, dude, congratulations. Nobody talks about it too much, but you just say congratulations and you buy him a drink. That is all you should do for your friend. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just it's embarrassing because then somebody has to go up to him and be like, hey, so what's a big celebration? You graduate college? What did you become? Oh, you're about 35 years old. You graduate law school? And it's like, well, no, I got my <laughs> fucking um, I got my GED. And it's like, ha! I thought you graduated law school. Now you got to kill this guy. Wow, grown man. Everybody came up to you with mortarboards and pomp and circumstance. Must have been a great afternoon, you defending your dissertation like that. <laughs> I uh, love no. this nosy bar patron, by the way. I love this guy. No, no, no. I just, I got my, uh, my great erect dick. <laughs> I finally got it. <laughs> finally. Finally did it. Had to take some pills. <laughs> Allison does have a fucking great final line for the episode, though, because Sandy's like, so after all of that, turns out you and Jake aren't really an item after all, hon. And she's like, of course not. But he is a great kisser. And you are left with the the woman who plays Sandy. This fucking sitcom facial expression that she has is quite S- hilarious. Sandy just got pulled out of the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, <that>. dude, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> she has three. Wow. You look. Wow. 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 Oh, my stars. A handsome stud like Jake fucks a girl who's got a bathrobe like Allison's. Weird. That bathrobe that she has is hideous. It is. It's, it's a bad. It's ass. fucking awful. Mm. So that's the episode. That's that's our uh, our second chances. Everyone got their second chance this week. Uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna ask, as I always do. Uh, you know, is everybody kind of excited to keep going here? Any any parting shots, Eric Siska? Um, you know, I'm excited to keep going because um, I got nowhere else to go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it's 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 interesting. At least we get a little more of Jake, a little more of Rhonda. Those are characters that kind of weren't super fleshed out, and they still aren't. So I'm excited to see what else is in store. Uh, uh, Chris Cabin. Everybody sucks. The show <laughs> sucks. The fucking dumpster fire is raging. Oh, he's what? talking about the, the, the TV show, not the podcast. No, no, no. Not that. The TV show indeed, Eric. <laughs> uh, I can't wait. Let's fucking do it. Uh, uh, Andrew Jupin. Uh, yeah, totally. This episode I thought was like a total <clears throat> like middle of the road five. You know, it's not yeah. trying to turn any heads or anything like that. You know, I'm down for returning to the place next week. And I'll say, gird your loins, everybody. The return of Malachi Throne is next <laughs> week. Yes! <laughs> But the fucking trade-off, dude, and this is what happens when you make a deal with the devil, Chris Cabin, such as this. 
It's a Malachi Throne episode, but unfortunately, it is Billy and Allison centric. Well, no! <laughs> so you're going to have to, uh, everybody at home, you're going to have to uh, uh, put a, a circle of salt around you to make sure that Malachi Throne uh-huh. cannot get you when you listen to the episode. Because that's the thing, when you say it, we're definitely going to say it more than three times, which is a spell in and of its own right. So you just got to be really but careful. I, I am correct, though, that uh, the, the same episode uh, guest stars Al Moore as the one who binds him, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Alan Moore is the one who puts him into that fucking skin book. At the end. <laughs> Does Rod Sterling present the next episode? <laughs> Imagine the place, if you will, between time and sex, Melrose. <laughs> at Malachi uh, Throne, released from the bottle or genie <laughs> lamp or whatever the fuck so that is our episode for this week uh we've done two episodes we've got our uh come on come on back monday we got some beverly hills deno 2 and 0 coming up we've got we're starting an all pirates of the caribbean month in may on the we hate movies main feed which is this feed uh but on, on our tuesday episodes will ev- each and every week will be a pirates of the caribbean episode we have some guests coming up as well so it's not going to be as terrible as it sounds i promise <laughs> But there's also going to be content on Patreon. Patreon's going to have a full-length episode on The Ring. So if you want to switch it up, definitely look to that Patreon page, patreon.com slash wehatemovies. That's right. We've got an, eight, an animation damnation and the Jetsons coming up. A lot of cool stuff coming up in May, you guys. Hey, the Jetsons, dude, they lived in fucking weird bubbles, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So that is our last episode in April. Uh, we're going to continue this quarantine into May. Sadly, uh, I have been Stephen Sadak. Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. Take it easy and remain indoors. That was a HeadGum Podcast. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.